Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect and I work in eastern Massachusetts. I specialize in additions and renovations to existing homes. And this podcast is a year old this week, which is uh, pretty amazing. I guess it feels like it's been a really long year, actually. And over the past year, I've interviewed uh, experts on various aspects of home renovations. I've talked with contractors, other architects, um, people who know all about doors and windows, roofing, skylights, tile, pretty much anything that has to do with um, planning a renovation. So I'm hoping that people look back on those episodes, listen to them, and learn whatever it is they need to know about about those subjects. And it's just good to be informed before you go in to um, your renovation. And I'm assuming that a lot of people will hire someone to help them design. But it's also it's also good to think about what is possible before you start and before you hire a design professional if you're going that route. So. Last podcast was about basement renovations, and this podcast is going to be about attic renovations. And lately, I've been getting a lot of calls from people who want to maximize the space in their house. That usually means the basement or the attic that has not been finished. So I thought I'd just review just some things to keep in mind as one looks at um, renovating an attic or building livable space up in the attic. Where I am, there are a lot of older houses. And back in the old days, people had an attic and they didn't heat them and they did not have insulation up there and they were just engineered for storage only. So when you want to make that into an actual living space, there are many changes that you'll need to make uh, to the space. And I'm just going to start with getting up there. How do you get up to the attic? And the stairs need to be up to code. So whatever you end up doing, if there are stairs, you need to see if it has the required 80 inches of head height on the entire stairway. Often, this is not the case. And you'll need to build a dormer in order to get the required head height that you need. Now, the thing about dormers is, at least in Massachusetts, every town has different regulations for how much of the third floor can be built out. Uh, I have been to people's houses where they just want to have a completely flat roof and the whole thing just another story of their house. And I get why they would want to do that. However, the town or city generally does not want you to do that. So you have to check with the building department to see how much of the third floor you can build out into living space. So, for example, um, in a town near me, you can... I'm working on right now, you can have 50% of the second floor area be built space with a height of over five feet in the attic. So that means really you can only do half, half of the height, I mean half of the area of the second floor on the third floor. And this is disappointing to some people that I talk to. However, it's just the way it is. So do check with your building department about that and plan accordingly. Uh, Another thing that is always something that I check is the the floor joists, the floor framing on the attic floor. And it had been previously designed for storage of things that are generally not moving around. 
meaning they're not people, they're just boxes of things. And you generally don't have a lot of people walking around up in the attic. So usually, again, where I am, those are undersized joists and will need to be modified in some way so that it is appropriately uh, strong enough. So this often leads to a decrease. Uh, you know, if the joists get taller, then your head height shrinks by two inches or whatever it may be. So keeping that in mind, then that's going to have an effect on how much space you will have available to you. Because of there are various clearances for things like um, a hallway or a bathroom, there has to be a certain amount of um, head height. And the rafters are where they are. You can build dormers in certain places, but... Um, I would suggest the first thing that you do is maybe uh, draw out, maybe tape out on the floor every, all the space above seven feet in your attic. Then you'll get a sense of, um, I mean, you can have lower ceiling heights. I won't get into that so much, but you can under a sloping ceiling, you can have it only be partially compliant, but that'll give you a good idea of how much space is usable in your attic. I've also been to attics where people have very short, um, they're very short ridge heights. So if right in the center of your attic, it's 84 inches, let's say, that is not going to give you a lot of room to develop anything up there. So just keeping that in mind and, and getting realistic about uh, about the attic. And often also, you were if you were going to be putting a bathroom and a bedroom up there, for example, you are going to need to um, look at, make sure you have the right size egress windows up there. And the rafters themselves may be undersized. And so you'll need an engineer or an architect or both to look at what's happening there with your existing rafters. Because even though at the time they were allowed to be built and you're allowed to live there with them like this, if you are improving the space, typically the building department will want you to bring it up to will want you to bring it up to code. When you're building a bedroom in the attic, I like to think about the bed wall and where that may go and how high that needs to be. I would not really recommend going any lower than five feet with a wall behind the bed in the attic. That'll give you um, flexibility. It also, when you're getting into bed, really you're getting into bed probably two feet or more down from the foot of the bed. So by that point, the slope of the roof should be high enough for um, most people to get in and out of bed, depending on, of course, how tall you are. But let's say you're six feet tall or less, that should be, um, that should give you enough room. If you get into a more of a, like a three foot knee wall, um, I don't know, maybe you have a futon, but still it's going to, it's going to be an issue with head height um, when you're getting in and out of bed. And that's not always what you want. So ceiling fans are something that I recommend in um, a vaulted space like that because it helps bring the, the heat down in the wintertime and, of course, just creates some moving wind in the summertime. And it is probably going to get pretty warm in the attic. Um, so, of course, air conditioning is something that a lot of people like to add. And the, the space required for that, um, for the equipment for that, have to take that into account in in the eaves and 
they may end up taking up more space than you initially think. So just keeping that in mind as well. And let's say in the in the bathroom, you need to have, well, it, it varies by fixture. So I'm not going to bore you with the, the very uh, minute details on that. But as a general rule of thumb, um, about 80 inches in front of all of the fixtures is what you will need. So uh, in the area where you want to have the bathroom, you could tape off the six foot eight um, mark in that area. And a toilet, the back of the toilet can be under the sloping part. So just the front of the toilet could be at six, eight. Skylights are something that people add into the attic quite a lot because often there's only there are only two opportunities at each end for the windows. So adding skylights, I think, is a great idea. It lets hot air escape when you're not using your air conditioning. And there is a previous episode on skylights. I would encourage you to listen to about more about skylights and why they might have a bad reputation and why they don't deserve that bad reputation. So definitely consider some skylights. I have been involved with projects where they use these um, roof windows that end up opening up and they have a railing on them and the the window kind of uh, hinges open and this these rails hinge down. Anyway, it's, it's pretty cool. I have had um, astronomers install those in their houses so that they can have a place to do their sky watching. So that's that's a cool idea too. Um, Velux, is that how you pronounce it? V-E-L-U-X makes those and most of the skylights that are available in this country, I guess. Anyway, check out, like I said, check out that podcast episode. I want to say one other thing about ceiling fans. When you are installing a ceiling fan in the attic, make sure you think about the blade width and how low the ceiling, I mean, how low the fan is going to have to hang below the ridge. And just make sure that the blades aren't too wide. I have also run into that where people have ordered uh, ceiling fans that are too, the blades are too wide and it ends up hitting the slanted roof. So you definitely don't want that either. Around here, a pretty typical situation is that there's one small bedroom in the front of the house that has the door to the stairs to the attic in it. So then when you end up making that more of a hallway, making that part of the hallway rather than a separate bedroom that has a door to the attic in it, which is often a creep, just as an aside, that's often a a little bedroom that a kid sleeps in. And that would be kind of creepy, don't you think, to be the kid who's sleeping in the room with the stairs to the attic? I... I think I would not have liked that as a kid. But so what I've done on on certain projects is um, that have this condition is open up that little room to the hallway outside. So it kind of seems like it flows more like that's part of the hallway and then maybe have um, like a window seat with some shelves or something like that under the window that's usually in the room and just kind of make it a nice part of the hallway where maybe people can sit and read or where you can store books or um, build in some cl- extra closets or something like that. So making use of that uh, space that you're taking from that little bedroom in the front, if that's how you get to the attic. I'm just going to say one last thing about about dormers and thinking about dormers on your house and what would look good on your house. There are different roofs that you can put on dormers and they have different um, 
Well, I mean, depending on the aesthetic, depending on the width of the dormer, depending on the height of the ridge. I mean, all these things contribute to making one roof type seem to make more sense. But I would look at other houses that are like yours in your area to see what you like. There are often already examples all around you. Generally, a shed dormer, um, it looks better with a, a 4 and 12 pitch or at least a 3 and 12 pitch. Unfortunately, this doesn't always give people the room that they need. So you also don't feel like you're, um, because it, it ends up being, let's say, four feet lower at the side of the house if the dormer goes all the way to the side of the house. However, you don't have to have it go all the way to the side of the house. You can just have it stop, you know, at six feet. So you're just adding in more space that ends up being six feet at a minimum rather than just going all the way to the edge. But take a look at the other houses around yours um, or in your town, other examples, and just think about how you want your house to look from the outside. And please don't ever put asphalt shingles on the side of your dormer. That's all I ask because that is just, I don't even know what word I would use for that. It is not um, making your house happy to have asphalt shingles, the roofing shingles on the side of the dormer. So it was just kind of covered in asphalt. So just put the siding up to match your existing house or you could put it you know, like do some kind of accent, different thing, but please do not put asphalt shingles. That kind of goes without saying, but as I drive around and look, maybe it needs to be said. So, you know, I, this is a short episode. That's about all I have to say really about attics. They're all different. So you do need to have someone come to your house and assess your, your situation, but hopefully this will get you thinking about what is possible in your home so that you can, you can start planning your attic expansion. I really appreciate you listening today. And I am excited that it's been a whole year that I've been putting these out. This coming year, I think I'm going to have more um, what a contractor would like you to know and learning from the mistakes of others. Along with uh, countertops and smart homes will be coming up. And I'm, I'm excited about that. This has been a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects. And I have a lot of information on my website that you can check out. Um, That's www.demiosarchitects.com. There's an environmentally, uh, a guide to environmentally friendly renovations on my site that is in um, progress. So if you download that, I'd love to hear any feedback on that. There's other, um, there's links to my other podcasts on there. Um, a lot of other stuff. I also have an Ask an Architect Design Helpline. If you just need an hour of advice on something, we've got certain technologies that, um, meaning you can scan your house, send me the scan. I can comment on things and help you with whatever design uh, challenge you might be facing. So again, I appreciate you listening. And if you have anything you would like to let me know about, you can write to me at the house maven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Thanks and take care. Mm-hmm.